Warm up your transformation cog and join Caleb and Jim as they journey through the Transformers more than meets the eye. Till all are one. Every night Welcome to Lost Light, uh, episode 18, the the final episode where we're going to be talking about uh, James Roberts' uh, journey through the Transformers. Uh, we started in More Than Meets the Eye. Uh, More Than Meets the Eye became Lost Light. Uh, Lost Light is now concluding in volume four. And that is where we are. We are in the final volume of the Lost Light comics on the Lost Light pod. Um, so I am Jim, and joining me as always is our resident Transformers uh, Wikipedia reading expert, <laughs> uh, Caleb. It's a pleasure to be here, Jim. You know, one final time? <laughs> <laughs> now we're not... We're not you know, we're not ending the show. Uh, at, at the end here, we'll get into uh, the next um, the next leg of our journey. No, um, we're not ending. Jim Jim enjoys <laughs> getting to the day of recording and then me texting him some excuse of why we can't record. He enjoys that too much for us to stop. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got some stuff in the works. We've got some um, a, lot, a lot of stuff we've talked about. So stay tuned. So, uh, you, you been up to anything interesting these last couple of weeks? Um, I, I have not watched much outside of, um, our wrestling segment, but, um, mm-hmm. I have been reading some stuff outside of Lost Light and Transformer comics. Um, oh. I, I read, um, X of, Ten of Swords by, uh, our boy, uh, Jonathan Hickman, the huge, gigantic x-men crossover um he took over x-men a, f- uh, a couple years ago now right um and actually i think that was the last time we were together in person i mean i think you and me were that was that that series was like hot and heavy and we were we were talking about it a lot but um oh yeah i, I mean i hadn't actually read that series but you're right it was definitely a topic of conversation with the group yeah um so this is a this, this is a giant crossover, man. And it, it was great. There, there was some stuff that could have been, I mean, it's a 22 issue banger. Um, all in one. I got, it was on Hoopla too. So, um, okay. there you go. But, um, yeah, it, it was great. I, I won't get into spoilers, but Hickman, man, he can, he can make me like a character that I've never liked before. He, for example, <laughs> um, ne- not that I never liked Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom was a cool character, but his, mm-hmm. um, Fantastic Four and then Avengers run. Like I was all about some Dr. Doom and that. And, um, same with, with Reed Richards. He did the same thing through, um, through that Richards was like my guy. Um, and he did that with some characters in this. And, um, there, there's one that you could tell he, he really like the whole, the story was kind of about, but there was a couple others that he did real justice to. Thank you. That, that was bugging me like crazy. <laughs> Uh, for for the listeners at home, I just realized that uh, my webcam was pointed at my forehead, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just like, oh, Caleb I, probably wants like a little more of a, a central shot. I can see from your like the tip of your nose up. It's <laughs> driving me bonkers, but um, I I greatly enjoy. I enjoyed it so much that I went back. Um, to the beginning of his X-Men run to those series that we, we were just talking about was, um, when he started on X-Men and mm-hmm. I, I reread that, um, still awesome. Hickman's, uh, I, I love Hickman. He's probably my favorite comic book writer. Um, at least, um, m- modern era, but, um, yeah. I, I cannot read Hickman monthly for the life of me. He, he, that's one. You got to let him just do his thing on whatever character he's on. And then when, when he gets off, that's when you go in because he's he it's it's scattershot uh, issue by issue. 
not the um, crossover gotcha. I'm talking about, but just his um, after when he started on X Men and to there, um, the issues in between were kind of because he he's basically following every he he completely redid the X Men universe and um, it really wasn't like a central story other than this this nation that they built and just different people in each issue you know following Cyclops in one and Apocalypse in another you know so gotcha. Yeah, and it just you get you have to have to basically trade weight it just so that you know mm-hmm. you know that there's going to be a, a resolution in happening. And and just get the whole story because it's you, you can't see the forest for the trees, um, issue by issue. I know you're you're a pretty good fan of Hickman. I, w- I would definitely recommend if you've got a little time, if you've got a couple hours that you're in a confined space coming up soon, um, you know, on a trip or something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, you you you're on the Hickman train, right? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not. Uh, I, I have I have enjoyed his work. I'm you know I don't think enough that I would like you know uh, say that I'm a full on Hick Hickmaniac. But oh, I am. I'm I am 100. I'm the Hickmaniac. <laughs> um, no, I I I got into him. Just by random, just picked up um, the first trade of one of his Avengers because he had two series, um, mm-hmm. New New Avengers, I think it was, and uh, I, I fell in love with that whole premise. And then I went back to his Fantastic Four, which came before, and um, we talk about more than meets the eye being probably my number one. Uh, those two series are in contention, definitely top five for me. Nah. So, what about you, man? Um, uh, I mean, so I, I, I start, I started going off the script on, I don't, I don't want to get into, to, to, to our AEW section yet, but, yeah. uh, I went off the script, uh, I was looking for something, anything. Um, and I went, uh, I watched a little bit of some Choco Pro, uh, wrestling. Mm. Um, I've watched some, uh, Lucha Libre, AAA Worldwide, uh, just uh, kind of just uh, experimenting with some different formats, uh, languages that I have no clue uh, what they're speaking, but um, especially with the, the Lucha Libre stuff, uh, so much of it, you don't, you don't need to know what they're saying. That's not important. Um, they just come out and you know, you know immediately who these characters are. You know, they've got their costumes that are way over the top and uh, songs and interacting with the audience. And you can, you know, pick up who's the kind of like, who's the bad boy that the crowd still likes. Who's the the, the hot stripper cowboy that everybody <laughs> likes. And uh, the the fat, sexy guy that's the, the comic relief. It just, yeah. Yeah, I've watched a little bit of um, the AAA um, mm-hmm. but not really the, I, the only stuff I've watched probably involved Omega or the young bucks. Um, maybe not the young bucks, but, um, I think it involved like a wrestler that was either, um, I knew from America or, um, Japan. Gotcha. And it's probably something that is just a match, like a five-star match that I saw that I needed to watch or, or they, he was wrestling some, somebody that I else that I knew. So I, I haven't just watched, I, I haven't just watched like a Lucha Libre show. Uh, I think it's the language barrier because at least with New Japan, there's um, there's English commentary. And, mm-hmm. and they'll even go back like stuff before they started doing English commentary. They'll go back and have the guy that does the English commentary. Um, yeah. And he'll it's like retroactively he does. I don't want to say that commentary word again, but um, <laughs> he does that. Uh, but I, I think that's kind of what's held me back. But I've been watching some um, out of left field wrestling as well. Uh, I signed up for I got a free month of um, Impact Plus, and so okay. I went. I went back to some old TNA. I've watched some of some of this stuff uh, because Kurt Angle is my all time favorite wrestler, and uh, he spent a, a lot of time in TNA. And so I've I've watched like most of his big time matches from there. But I, I kind of went back a little bit before that. Um, so about 2005, I'm up to 2007 now, but I've just been kind of going through and Mm -hmm. not, not going in real deep, but just hitting the, the pay-per-views. 
um, mainly watching AJ Styles matches, uh, Samoa Joe, guys that I like and just haven't seen all their stuff. But really, gotcha. really what yeah. brought it to me was Christian Cage. Um, I'd never really been into him, um, but to his recent stuff with Omega, I was like, man, this dude is smooth. He, he's he's good. And uh, I wanted to go back because he, he was like a world champion in TNA uh, years ago. Oh. Yeah, he. this is his second time with their... I think it's a different belt now, but um, he he. As soon as he switched from WWE to TNA back in like 2006, right right to world champion status. So he was like their gotcha. their big get from them. But uh, man, that dude's good. Yeah. Um, one match I would I would recommend to you. Um, it's a it's AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and um, Christopher Daniels. Uh, three way match and uh, okay, it's like the only five star match in TNA's history, and it is it, it's from I think Unbreakable uh, two thousand five. Uh, man, that 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 shit is incredible. So if you ever if, if you can find it on a uh, on YouTube or Daily Motion or something, all right. Also, they they give a free month sub. Uh, I'm going to be canceling probably you know when the free month yeah. is up, but um, yeah. it's another thing you can look into. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, another thing that, uh, is on YouTube that, uh, I watched, um, Die Hard Dracula. Okay. Uh, watched that for the, uh, Bat and Spider podcast, you know, they were going to do that one, so. I was like, all right, I got some free time, I've got a YouTube right here, let me just, uh, click that button, and I, I, I don't think I've ever watched anything like it before. Um, it is uh, basically no budget, all done uh, straight to VHS tape. Um, you know, a budget of uh, maybe ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars, maybe. So, like, I don't, I, I don't actually know. I'm <laughs> making up. This is that's Jonesy math. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there yeah, was some money budget. spent on this movie, <laughs> but we don't know much. We don't know how much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just it was like the the movies that people made as kids. Mm. You know, those things that would like you you would last for like fifteen minutes, and then you kind of get bored. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, "All right, you know, we got to a fight scene, and we did this, and we we did that, and like, okay, we're done." You just do the same no, scene this... over and over again. <laughs> with your friends (laughs) but this is like uh somebody took that uh initiative and then it was like all right instead of just having 10 seconds of this scene this scene's gonna last four minutes and like uh actually turned it into a movie uh and it was wild uh the letterboxd reviews are kind of all over the place uh some people hate it and some people think it's fun uh, nobody's in love with it because it is not a movie that's like, yeah, it's not that kind of a movie. Nobody should be in love with it. Wow, I was gonna Die go Hard Dracula. Gonna go into the bed after this and turn that on, and uh, <laughs> now <laughs> probably just gonna read some more Hickman X Men stuff. So. Well, you know, you know, you're gonna enjoy it. So I'm yeah. not gonna tell you how to live your life. Yeah, I, I would. That that actually does sound like something I would enjoy. Um, I don't think I've watched a movie in forever. Uh, so yeah. there you go. Maybe have, maybe haven't. <laughs> I did. I tried to. Um, I was actually off yesterday, um, and I tried to uh, start the Outer Banks season two. Okay. I, I loved season one. And it, this isn't bad. It was just, there was a lot going on, man. It was, uh, hmm. I mean, it, it's, it is what it is. It's, you know, it was, there was drama, man. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I, I needed to binge that whole season and I, I, I missed my chance. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I guess speaking of TV, uh, the, the great British bake off new season is starting up. So I'm excited for that. That is definitely a a highlight of my my TV watching. Is is that um on Hulu or Netflix? Um Netflix. And they're just doing one episode a week? 
they're, yep, they're doing one episode a week. Um, it hits uh, the the UK on like Wednesday or Thursday, um, and then the Netflix they do it on Friday. Okay, because I remember you telling me about this great British British Bake Off before, and I wanted to try to watch that with the fam. So probably so, won't get to it this weekend, but um, maybe that'll be something me and Caitlin can add in. Yeah, you could give it a shot, and you know, because you're starting fresh. Um, so you don't need to, obviously it's a, it's a reality show, so you don't have to know anything about previous, uh, seasons, but yeah, um, I, i definitely have enjoyed it in the past and the production company is not changing and the hosts aren't changing. So, uh, I have no reason to believe I will not enjoy this season as well. Yeah. It sounds like it'll be right up your alley, and I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out because I remember you and, and quite a few other of our friends going off about that show. <laughs> Just love it. I, I remember. I, I know that you guys love it, and I want to feel love too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the. Um, I don't know if it's the first one, but it's definitely the show that has popularized the like feel good reality show. Where you have people who are contestants on a show, but everybody feels bad when somebody has to go home. It's not like, oh, I've got to, I'm going to try and make this person go home because yeah. of blah, you know, like the way that all the other reality shows where it's like you're trying to compete to win. No, this one you're, you know, the, the, the classic uh, reality show trope of we're not here to make friends. Uh, Great British Bake Off, you, you are there. To make friends. Like, that's, that's the whole point. Yeah, you just, you, you uh, want to bake, but you want, you know, everybody wants everybody to do well. Yep, exactly. Yeah, we, we actually, in the last couple of weeks, we've um, started watching a season of Hell's Kitchen, and that's not what's going on there. <laughs> Them dudes are, and the, the ladies are out. The, actually, the season that we watched, we, we only got three or four episodes in, but they had the dudes, um, the guys, and the ladies, um separate teams i don't know if that's how they do uh-huh. it in every season but at least this one and the guys were awful the ladies were mopping the floor with the guys they won like every challenge up for the, at least the first three or four episodes and i mean at one point they were in there cooking for the restaurant on two different sides and, mm-hmm. and ramsey made the guys go home he's like no he just you got they couldn't even finish that what they were doing they couldn't do anything <laughs> right they couldn't do the garnish right couldn't cook chick- the first thing they hand him it's raw like lamb <laughs> and it was done like before the entree or before the appetizers and he's like well, what's what why is this even in my hand uh so just good good gordon ramsey taking people to task yeah but all right um yep. let's get into Let's get into the regularly scheduled wrestling talk. Yeah, sorry. Um, AEW. Um, trying to even remember where we're at. Um, I, I think we recorded before All Out last time, like the day before. Was it? Okay. I, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Because I don't. I I, I think the. Last I remember talking with you about was my theories about Adam Cole if he got there, but I, gotcha. I, I was not expecting him to show up at this show. Um, yeah, I actually thought he had like a thirty day non compete, and he his uh, thing had just ended. Um, but I guess it had ended before or something. But um, I, I knew Danielson was coming, but that was a great show, man. That all out. If, oh yeah. If this is our second time talking about it, guys, just you know. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we are because yeah the um the tag teams you know I feel like the young bucks lucha brothers like that is I, I don't think you can top that for tag teams dude you you hear people chant um fight forever in some some wrestling matches I, I could watch those two teams go on forever and and not have a yeah. problem with it the lucha brothers are so good and um Man, I mean, the, and the Young Bucks are 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 obviously um, incredible, but the, those two teams just have something like uh, the the Young Bucks match with FTR. That was great. I, I loved it. I loved their mm-hmm. match with um, Omega and Hangman uh, from a year or two ago. But just something about those two teams together, right? It's, it yeah. just makes magic. 
Yeah, because they were um, like uh, a pay-per-view previously, right? I think they've done uh, at least one pay-per-view and a and a dynamite. I think that I, I want to say because um, I'm big about um, and I know it's it's kind of dumb, but uh, five star matches. I, I kind of right. keep up with with the the five star matches and try to watch them. I want to say those two teams have like three different five star matches um, in the, just like the last year or two. Um, I, I could yeah. be wrong. Uh, it could have been uh, the Young Bucks and another team, but I think just those just those two in the last two years have like three five star matches. Uh, so they, they just have incredible chemistry. Yeah, yeah. I know like the first um, AEW pay per view. They, they fought. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was one of those five-star matches or not, but I know they did that at least. And then uh, I actually didn't think that the Lucha Brothers were going to win that match because I, I had been reading some stuff that um, I guess um, Santana and Ortiz have a um, a shot at the title, and it's going to be at this like Grand Slam coming up this week uh, on Dynamite. And I, okay. I had read that uh, there was there was talk or at least the the article that I read, whoever wrote it w- was thinking that that was when the young bucks were going to lose, um, not at the pay-per-view, but, uh, because they want to make this show like as big as possible. It's their first time like being in New York and all. Mm-hmm. And, um, that like, that would be a, a, a kind of an easy title to change hands instead of like Omega losing, you know, the champ, the, the world championship. Um, the tag right. team title could be a one that, that they could lose. And, uh, they just, I, I guess, uh, Santana and Ortiz are from like New York. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, may, there could be a swerve coming this week, but I, I don't think they would do that to the Lucha Bros. The Lucha Bros deserve their, their reign for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- um, that match yeah. obviously stole the show, but there, there was a lot more to that show. Um, and not just the, uh, surprise, um, appearances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm tra- you know, it feels like it was forever ago now, but I know it wasn't that. Well, that long ago. There was the the Miro um Kingston match, which I actually really enjoyed. Um mm-hmm. I don't I don't really care for Kingston in the ring. I love him on the mic. Uh but I th- I thought that was actually a decent match. Um me- meaning like um uh, I thought I thought Miro was just gonna destroy him. Just like he's been doing everyone else. And uh right. Kingston actually yeah. put up a good fight and it was like it was believable and you thought like, okay, he's got a chance. Um I know there was that uh and of course, the Omega and Cage, man, there was there mm-hmm. was other matches on this. Uh, <laughs> women's title uh, was on the line, and the women's um, like battle royal as well. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I, oh, we had the uh, the the Pac uh, El Idolo, Pac Pac El Idolo, um, that was supposed to take place during the pay per view, but then uh, got bumped. Bumped out. Oh, I, I know the the match with the two matches we're forgetting, uh, and this one we've talked about the most is was the MJF um, Jericho match mm. and yep. um, the CM Punk uh, Darby Allen match. Oh yeah, there you go. But yeah, the uh, I, I I saw some people like raving about that um, Andrade and a uh, Pack match. I thought it was okay. Um, yeah, it was all right. I, th- I thought there was there was some. I don't know if uh, I, I don't know. I, I, there was some clunky clunkiness to it to me, but I saw a few of our friends were like it, frothing at it. So, <laughs> I mean, I I definitely enjoyed it. I think it, you know, I think if they had had the time to like work out all the kinks, I think it could have definitely been pay per view worthy. I think it was just kind of like people we promised people this for so much time and like uh when can we all right we, if we could do, we could do it here we can you know they, they didn't even get it on dynamite so like yeah. they were like yeah we'll get it on rampage so it's clearly that they knew um that uh they were kind of like pushing they were pushing it probably a little faster than they wanted to i think it was um, the commercial breaks for me that pr- maybe kind of um was made it disjointed in my viewing, mm. even though they do the picture in picture, but I, I can never pay attention to both of those things. Oh yeah. No, the picture in picture comes on. It's like, eh, yeah, get out of here. I can't watch this. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think that's really what it was. It wasn't really what they did in the ring. It was just, um, 
like you said, being rushed and then all the commercial, the, the commercial break that happened. Mm -hmm. Mm Um, but, and then, uh, I guess, uh, Danielson and Cole both, uh, showing up at at all out, which that really threw me for a loop. Like I didn't, I I knew Danielson was coming, but I, I did not expect Adam Cole to, uh, to show up there. Um, I mean, I thought that was really, really cool, really smart. I mean, it definitely got people talking, which oh, is yeah, what they wanted. You're, yeah, because everybody basically knew something was happening. Um, we knew something was in the air, uh, and like historically speaking, you introduce, you know, you you bring this one person back. You know, you don't you don't get hit people with the double shot. So that was like, oh, okay, here's Adam Cole. And people are like, all right, so. You know, I think like you were not expecting him to be there. Um, for me, I I kind of thought that the Adam Cole one seemed like that was the the easier slam dunk. Um, but then, like, nope, his two you get two two reveals of of big superstars joining at the end of one pay per view. So yeah, because they could have easily kept either one of them like in their back pocket for, um, Mm -hmm. for the dynamite after, or this coming up dynamite that they're trying to make like really special. Um, and it still would have, people still would have been talking if they would have just debuted Adam Cole, you would have known Danielson was still coming and they would have, people would have been tuning in. Not, not that they haven't, but right. I mean, and I'm not saying that they did it wrong. I, I love that they did both of them, but you know, it was just so crazy that they did because they, they could have kept either yeah. one of them. Uh, you knew both, basically both of them were coming. I think there was a little bit of doubt about Cole just because WWE was putting it out there that they were pushing for him um, really hard. Mm. But I mean, it, 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 I don't think they really could have screwed it up. They didn't. And it would have been impossible for them to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my, my favorite thing to come out of this whole situation right now is um the the tony shivani mm-hmm. brit baker adam cole situation uh and i especially love that you know in classic aew fashion they they let these things continue on into the the dark elevation and the regular dark shows so just like uh you know eddie kingston uh, on dark with Tony, just like razzing him about being friends with uh, Britt Baker and uh, going back and forth. Like, no, no, you can be friends with girls. They don't. They don't have to be your girl. Like, this really just kind of silly, over the top thing that's going on with that whole situation just cracks me up. I, I look for like um, I, I just search AEW when I'm bored, or you know, mm-hmm. just like I do anything else. Um, and just see kind of what articles. And there was one that was literally like Adam Cole mad over Tony Schiavone hugging, uh, what's her, uh, <laughs> hugging Britt Baker, uh, after her win on dynamite or dark elevation or whatever it was. But, uh, <laughs> it was like, this is the goofiest storyline, like, <laughs> but it's so good. Um, how about like so somebody so much as looks wrong at Christian cage and, all the baby faces are out there, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and all of them. But CM, oh, yeah. CM Punk got destroyed by Powerhouse Hobbs, and not one person came out to save him. I, I kept waiting because it was going on for so long. I was like, man, somebody's coming out to make the save. Yeah. Somebody's coming. And I, I thought it was right. going to be Brian Cage because he's kind of been tangled up in a beef with these guys. But no, man, they just let they just let CM Punk get powerbombed through that table or whatever it was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was I was expecting the like Darby Sting yeah. situation, you know, in the the show of respect, you know, we uh, respect each other as as competitors, even if we're competing for the same prize. You're not not trying to throw anybody through tables. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I guess CM Punk's really doing what he um, what he said. He he just wants to work with all these younger guys, uh, mm-hmm. like, and and that's that's good. I, I think he could get in the title picture. Let's snap the finger, no problem. And, and nobody would like blink oh, twice. Yeah. Like what? Just like Danielson walked right in there and, and basically was like, "No, I'm going to come for that belt later on." But you know, let's go ahead and we can you know 
we can do it another way too, which mm-hmm. I thought was really, really cool and smart. But yeah, uh, it was just funny to me that nobody, nobody came to CM Punk's aid at all. <laughs> but yeah, what's going on with the Dark Order? Because I don't watch, uh, uh, I haven't watched Elevation or, or Dark. Uh, they are, they're just falling apart. Um, uh, you know, I think you uh, probably saw early on that kind of the catalyst that first started, it was uh, Hangman Page, yeah. just like. Don't don't help me. And half of them were like, "No, we should help him." And the other half were like, "Ah, no." Respect like, his wishes. Respect his wishes. Uh, that was kind of the the first thing. Um, from there, they've started to kind of fall apart because Evil Uno has been like, "I'm the leader. Uh, you know, I'm number one. So I'm the leader. I'm in charge." Uh, and then they're like, but you're a terrible leader and mm-hmm. we don't want to. And then they're like, all right, let's wrestle about it. And then they, they go and like, it seems like maybe they're making progress and then they don't. Um, Anna Jay came back and was basically like, uh, if you don't work this stuff out, like, I'm not going to be involved with you anymore. I'm just going to hang out with Ty Conte and that's going to be it. Um, they did just have uh, a match on Dark Elevation where it seemed like uh, uh, they basically uh, just Evil Uno now had kind of taken off. Where like everybody else was kind of on the same page, um, and Evil Uno now is the the odd person out. So really, because I, I thought I saw that advertised. That's what I was about to say. Um, it was like Evil Uno and Ten versus um, Alan Angels and. And Colt Cabana or Evil Uno and, and Colt. Yeah, some, some combination of those four, yeah. Well, okay. So I, I brought that up because I have two theories about the Dark okay. Order. Uh, well, I have two theories and I have I have a hope. I hope they don't break these guys up and have them go all their separate ways. I hope they keep the Dark Order um, together. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, so one... The easy one. Uh, Hangman Page is going to come back at some point. Everyone's going to rally behind behind him. They're going to, you know, and he's going to be there, his backup when he takes on the elite. But another uh, another yeah. one. All this d- dissent, and obviously they need a leader, uh, right? And you know, even though Page hasn't been their leader, he's been kind of their leader. Um, but you know, there's a guy who was um, very, you know, very closely related with their former leader out there that's a it's a free agent uh bray wyatt and uh mm. I, I i think even when bray wyatt first got released i posted this and to some of our friends and uh was like okay so bray wyatt comes in and um right now the the group's scattered so some of them could go with uno and and, and his whole deal the people that were following him but i guess there's no one following yeah. him now but some of them could go with him it could be a whole little power struggle or the whole thing could be um in like a show of respect to um brody lee that whatever bray wyatt's got going on he f- ultimately fails because you know he's not you know mr brody lee so, I mean, I don't know if it'll go like that because my predictions have been kind of up and down recently. But <laughs> I wonder if that's what they're kind—they're—they're they're sowing these seeds of dis, dis, um, discontent, um, so that somebody can come in, a uh, charismatic leader, leader could come in and kind of, you know, right. seize seize power. So we'll see. I also kind of don't want Bray Wyatt there just because there's been such an influx of new people. I kind of want these new people to kind of get their due as well as. Some of our old mm-hmm. favorites, because I mean, um, I would hate to just to see guys we love, like um, like some of these Dark Order guys or um, Scorpio Sky or whatever, be like relegated to Dark or Elevation, uh, just because you got so many new guys that are coming in taking like the main spotlight. So, right, um, yeah. I, w- I would th- I would think it would be more beneficial to everyone. I mean, AEW has got to stop hoarding this talent, like. Okay, Bray, you know, I know you want to come to us, mm-hmm. but why don't you just go to Impact? You can still come over here and work with us. We got a working right, relationship, yeah. you know, um, no problem. But then again, I mean, it might be smart, AEW, just to sign all these people and be like, yeah, man, you can go work with Impact right now. Um, that's basically what they did to Christian Cage. He's, even though he's still kind of feuding with Omega, but I guess he's been on Impact because he's their, their world champion. So he's had, right. had to have been on Impact. Um, yeah, it, it it makes more sense for them to, you know, to 
get that contract and then basically I don't know what the I don't know what the things actually look like, but you know, loan him out. Yeah, I mean it's, it's still exposure for AEW because I have to say, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that if if Bray Wyatt signed with AEW and then showed up on Impact or like Christian Cage right now, I'm sure they have to say I'm sure they do say that Christian Cage is you know he's not even signed here. He's he's an AEW employee or whatever, <laughs> you know. So Yeah, and it, they've been getting so many people from uh, New Japan making appearances that same thing there. Like, sure, you, you sign him, but like, yeah, no, you go spend two months over in Japan just yeah. wrestling. And I, so. I, I gotta feel like, um, I mean, Suzuki's Suzuki's a big name in in Japan. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. probably the biggest that we've seen so far, from, straight up from New Japan on AEW in an AEW ring, but um I gotta feel like one of those big boys are coming. The um Okada or Naito, Abushi, um Tanahashi. I th- I think it's it's getting close to where one of those guys are gonna show up. Yeah. Are we are we still in the like Moxley uh sending out his uh open calls to everybody? I, I mean it's it seems like he's that Moxley is feuding with New Japan right now. Like <laughs> it's okay. just what it seems like to me because he's he's been. It, it seems like who he's who he's fought the last so many months is just people from New Japan. So yeah, so it makes sense that yeah that they're just going to keep uh, making you know keep ramping stuff up and keep keep people interested and you know maybe that's uh, another pay per view or a pay per view reveal that uh, if Okada shows up at some pay per view or some show. That shit is going to be crazy because he, oh, yeah. he, I mean, and he's young too. He's like 33 and he's, he's, he's good, man. Yeah. All right. Did, um, did we fill we, our, our segment of, uh, of wrestling <laughs> talk or we need a filibuster? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now that our, uh, our, uh, our wrestling podcast is done, um, we do, we do have this little, uh, this little final volume of, of Lost Light to get to. Um, Caleb, per usual, I'm going to, I'm going to open the floor to you. Try to give us a synopsis. I think that, I think this volume actually works pretty well to synopsize. Oh, well, Jesus. Now you put me on the spot. Um, because I had, I had just a quick short and sweet one and I thought we would talk about it, but okay. So when last we left our crew, they were being bombarded by the rest of the Lost Light crew who all seem to be spark eaters. Um, so they deal with that and maybe they meet God. Lost Light Volume 4. <laughs> so, I, I mean, what did you, I, I want to hear all about your thoughts because we're coming to the end. Everyone knows I'm not even going to say how I feel about this series right now because you're, you're going to put it in the show notes and you're going to take me to task for how many times I've said it. <laughs> So what did, what did you think of this final volume? Um, this, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I think the final send off was nice. I think that was like, you know, a very heartwarming way to end it, uh, without ending it. Um, I think the, you know, they did a good job of wrapping up a lot of loose ends. um, I did not like that they basically had a catch-all for anything that happened that was a little weird was because the Magnificence was putting uh, pieces in motion and like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, that, that's fine. That's, that just happened because they wanted it to happen because they were trying to, to reach their end goal. Uh, I didn't like that part, but overall, like... I liked the, I liked the big reveal of the functionalist planet. Uh, I love, I love that that was like just a thing that happened, and yeah, I mean, overall positive. I think that I think the the magnificence being the, the like, um, I don't know what there's a, there's like a Latin thing where you say that it's the ghost in the machine or the so, uh, whatever. Two X X. Uh, Machina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the Latin phrase for ghost in the machine. <laughs> there, there we go. Cause I, <laughs> I mess it up too. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I, I obviously love the very end, but, um, I, I love the, the, uh, 
I think my my biggest problem was Tyrus just kind of showed up, right? Like we haven't seen him in like a hundred issues. Yeah. It feels like, and he just showed. It, it would have just been nice if some of that, and maybe it was, and it, it was over my head, or I rushed through this reading. Um, but I, I wish some of that would have been. Obviously, the wrong stuff has been kind of hinted at and, and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. I, I wish that Tyrus and um, and then to find out that okay, not only was from what we remember, he was an absolute crazy person, drilling holes in his head and and doing all this. But no, he's he's one of he's he's a god. Um, <laughs> it would have been nice if it was just seated a little bit, or at least we were like, which actually, I think we were uh, last last volume. I think they did go back through the, or recently, I think they did tell the, the story of Primus and all of them again, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I didn't remember. I don't remember if they did. So that, that I would, yeah, I just, they didn't see it. He didn't quite see it all that well enough for me. Um, so it just, that seemed a little rushed, but, uh, it was cool. I, I love that creation myth and I love that he kind of turned it on its head. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the last issue or two when it's just kind of them, uh, not really dealing with the fallout, but just, you know, the kind of going, going on that they're going to be on their own mission, you know, indefinitely. Uh, right. Um, yeah. Because th- they they're technically like a copy um, <laughs> exactly. or whatever. So they, they they get to just have these like that. That's that's so heartwarming that these these goofballs are just going to be out there just having these adventures and having fun and loving each other for forever. You know, um, right. That, yeah. That's great. Uh, I wish I could could be with them for it. But um just glad to know that they're out there doing it. But, yeah, I, yep. I, I, I do think. The, the first two or three issues was, was a lot thrown at you. And, um, I think I've said this last episode too. You could just feel he was, I feel like he was rushed to this ending. And so he just had to kind of throw it all out there and, uh, mm-hmm. he, he did his best, but, um, it wasn't up to his usual standard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and it's, it's the sort of thing where he, like, you have to, uh, for James Roberts, he really had to do that final issue. And do that, like, you know, the, like, flash forward, flash back, creating the alternate copy to, like, really end it on a positive note and give everybody those heartwarming feels. Um, And I think if he had just, if if he didn't need to do that and he was given, like, an extra episode, an extra issue, um, he could have, it could have given us. Like you were saying, just seed, seed things a little bit more. Give us a little better, uh, um, yeah, like Tyrest showing up and, and figuring out that rather than just like, oh, Tyrest was uh, floating around space and uh, we we caught him in time and we patched him up, so everything's great. And Tyrest's here. Congrats. Yeah, and he's also um, Solomus or, or Epistemus or whatever. Um right. That was all. If they would have just spent the first issue or two and just um, get away, would have just got his pretty much the same way it happened, uh, except with, for Tyrus kind of pulling some strings while they were fighting Getaway. Ooh. Is, is that what I wrote? Am, am I wrong? Because there, there was a, there was a, a panel where um, Getaway was like about to um, kill someone and that person like disappeared. And he was like, Tyrus, is this you? Oh, I didn't catch that. Uh, it, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, there, cause yeah, you're right. No, there was like a weird that that was like the, the, that was the kind of intro to the, the, cha- the, the change in stories from yeah. just like we're on the, yeah, we're on, we're on the, 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 the medicine planet and then, right. And now we're, now we're off. Yeah. So if, if the first issue or two was just them dealing with getaway and, and just giving him his, mm-hmm. um, and then, like, they had another two or three issues to kind of do this this epilogue to the series, and and, and where these basically what you just said, he would have had a little more time for the epilogue. I think it would have would have been perfect. And uh, it's it just it just got it was just a little too much um, for all this. So, I mean, I, I guess that's a testament to him that we wanted more. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how much we lo- we love the series. Um, no, I um, I mean. I think there there were also just some great great moments in here uh the Megatron stuff mm. uh 
Megatron in the last light. Yeah. He painted it purple, and they were like, what the, what, you painted everything purple? <laughs> and uh, I, I think, man, was it this volume, or the, it, it might have been, I might be confusing it with the last time we saw Megatron, but there was a couple things flip-flop, like um, the last light, and then he he's, his like, um, peace through tyranny, or whatever, it was like mm-hmm. peace through, um, n- not love, but it was peace through, like, um, understanding or something like that. Like it was just a couple yeah, things yeah, that, that was... in, in little dialogue that you would catch that was, Oh, he actually did turn everything around like for himself at least, or he, he went yeah. like the complete opposite way in this other universe. But, um, yeah, you know, I was, I was all for Megatron coming back and, and helping save the day. Oh yeah. Um, the, the other moment was the caught me off guard. You know, we've got the Cybertron is now uh, a giant, robot because of course in the functionalist uh of everything you, a, a planet just can't be a planet it has to have another function mm-hmm. so of course the planet has to also uh, become a giant robot and go around destroying things and they were like oh uh wait they, they, you know they came up with their plan like all right we gotta we gotta put these uh matrixes all on these specific locations and like wait we can't do that uh, when it's a robot. We can only do that when it's a planet. So then just out of the blue, another, was it, was it a whole other Cybertron? Just like blinks into existence and just bonks the robot in the back of the head and forces it to transform into a planet again? I th- I, I thought that was Luna 2. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. The, yeah. The one. Luna 2. Yeah. So I thought that was Luna 2. Now, I... I'm confused on if it was their Luna 2 or our Luna 2. Um, um, I, I thought it was... I think it's ours. Our our Luna 2, and they were like, okay, so cool. Uh, now that we've done this, and now that Luna 2 came out of nowhere, uh, you guys need to go pilot Luna 2 back in time to make sure that that thing happens. Mm. Wow. So crazy. And uh, real quick, the... Did, did you catch the, the creation myth that we, we've heard a couple different times? Basically, um, Primus, Mortalis, and the other three. I, I never remember their names, like Solomus, Epistemus, and the other one. Uh, but the original thing that we were told was there was those five, and Mortalis mm-hmm. was the one that kind of rebelled and, and was the evil one. But it actually turned out it wasn't. It was one of the other three goofballs. Uh, the ones we never remember, he was actually like the big bad, and Mortalist was just got a bad rap like the whole all of time. He 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 fought right alongside his brothers like no problem, and uh, everyone just thinks he's the bad guy. But I, I did think that was cool. But like I said, it was a little much. If if they would have not have told that story, I don't think I would have missed anything. You know? Yeah. But oh, the the other thing that you just remind me of they uh like the the. The fact that Rung being so forgettable is like there's an explanation for it mm-hmm. um, because he, you know, uh, was absorbed, absorbing forgetfulness rays or whatever to try to erase the the creation myth. Yeah. So and th- they've mentioned that a few times that info information creep right. uh, that, that that's yeah. come up on a, a couple different occasions and uh here it is. That's 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 why Transformers memories are not what they're supposed to be because of this god battle that happened. Um, yep. So, yeah, and then they, uh, you know, real late in the in that final issue, I think it is where they're they're like still exploring the the ship, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we found this we found this office that we didn't know was here. Yeah, it just had a bunch of like model ships in it. Mm. It's like, yep." That was, at first I was like, wait, what the heck? Like, that doesn't, like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are they telling us about some random office? And it was like, they, oh. They forgot about him. They forgot about Rung again. Like, just. It's, it's kind of sad, but you know why they, you know why they had to forget about him, but. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So, the series as a whole. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think if you tell me I wasted your time with this gym, I'm going to no, be so you, mad. You, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, I I really enjoyed it overall. I think it was uh, a nice a journey. Um, you know, we, we we got a lot of friends. I think like just seeing what can be done in that universe. I think uh, was a lot of fun to be able to read that. Um, as much as we may have our gripes about how things were wrapped up, there's no huge glaring holes that I can think of. Of like, we just don't know why this thing ever happened. So, you know, major props to uh, James Roberts for uh, sticking it out and like m- giving us a finale that makes sense and uh, not making it feel like we never, you know, that nothing ever paid off because almost, almost everything did pay off. And there's almost always a, like an explanation or something happened for a reason. Yeah. So everything mattered really from, from issue one to, to this issue. Um, I think just, the thing that's kind of a downer about this series is that the high point happened before the end, you know, um, mm. to me, vo- yeah. volume 10, the first 10 volumes are great. And, and the events of volume 10, it, 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 they couldn't, he couldn't really beat that to me. I would have loved him to do so, but it's similar to like, a, um, I'll use like Scott Snyder as a, his Batman run. This first two or three volumes were his like high watermark. And then after that, it was kind of all downhill to me. So um, James Roberts, like high watermark, was uh, the end of more than meets the eye to me. Uh, that was all. And then this was not that it was all downhill, but it just couldn't live up. Um, yeah. And that that I think that's just a little bit of a bitter pill for us to swallow right now that um, we stuck this out even further and, and it just didn't reach where it, it did. It, it, it should have ended. It either should have ended there or I don't know, maybe, maybe if they didn't rebrand it, we would feel, I would feel a little different. Maybe, maybe that's, I don't know. Yeah. If there wasn't like that hard. Yeah. Kind of uh, stop in the middle. But yeah, I, you know, I, I wonder how much of that is also just the industry where like James Roberts theoretically, you know, had this idea brewing for, for like years, right? And he proposes it and is like, all right, so this is, this is like what I want to do. And they're like, uh, okay, well, you know, let's, let's give you a shot. Let's like have you write a couple things and see how people respond. And then people like it. And he's like, all right, here's your, here's your shot. Like shoot your shot, uh, and go for it. And, you know, more than meets the eye. Knocked it out of the park. Uh, incredible stuff. And then, like, the the editors would be like, okay, great. That was that was great. Do it again. It's like, uh, that, that was a once-in-a-lifetime situation. You know, lightning, lightning can, can strike twice, but it's, it's rare. Or it's, it's almost like, like James Roberts was like, hey, man, I, I was in the middle of my story, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and now you, you want me to, you know, you could, you should just let me keep it's, I think, I think what you, what you just said is like, they gave James Roberts the keys to the car and we're like, Hey, you know, what can it hurt? You know? Right. And then it was like, <laughs> he, he, between him and whatever else was going on in Transformers at the time, it's almost like Transformers got really popular and then the editors got greedy. Like, I think they, I think they had a little bit of a surge in popularity because like Roberts was doing such solid work. And yep. maybe the other series w- was was really hot at the time, and so the editors were like, "Yeah, let's let's do it again. Yeah, like let's rebrand and 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 everything." And it, I think it just kind of threw a monkey wrench in his uh, in his plans. Yeah, that, the classic comics uh, number one mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, it really rarely pans out. Yeah, but we'll always have our time with the Lost Light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, another thing. We were both like really wanting to see Getaway murdered um, very <laughs> hard. Um, were you satisfied? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't recall what happened there. Um, so him and Rodimus are fighting uh, near like part of the ship or something that's that's like on fire. Um. 
and it seems like he's got Rodimus B outcomes, uh, Cyclonus kind of chops off one of getaways, um, arms and then getaway like runs into the fire. He's like, no, I'm going to go out mm. my own way. Oh yeah. yeah. And, the, okay. and, uh, Rodimus was like, man, he really thought we were going to kill him. And Cyclonus was like, yeah, w- w- weren't you? <laughs> I was. And, and so Rodimus runs in there and saves him from the fire. And he's like, I'm not like him. And then get away because he's a slimy bastard gets up and picks up a sword off the ground and then gets eaten by those little uh, scraplets. You're right. Okay. So he he was literally, it's like, have you ever seen the mummy uh, and those like flesh eating bugs? He was literally like eaten like that. So, I mean, as far as deaths go, like, yeah. Okay. You killed him good enough, James Roberts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Killed him. uh, But at the same time. Uh, none of our heroes had to be involved in like the the big death, you know. They they all got to be still heroes. Well, I think Whirl like kind of directed the scraplets <laughs> to him, but Whirl Whirl's borderline hero. Uh, no, Whirl's Whirl's good, but yeah, um, Getaway was such trash, man. I hated that guy. Yeah. Um. And I th- I, what else you got, man? This is this is. This is the end. Yeah, I mean that the the volume ended, you know, like we said. Um, uh, you know, we got a lot of like old man transformers, which was weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we these these people are you know thousands and thousands of years old, and they've been battling for all these thousands of years, and now it's like seemed like within a couple hundred years they were all kind of starting to fall apart and uh you know needing to carry around their uh energon in a suitcase or whatever and ratchet passed away from something and uh so yeah that that part i thought was a little weird um i think again it was like trying to maybe fit too much in a in a short time but really getting to the almost the the mortality of Transformers, which it's kind of an odd thing to 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 want to get into. Well, he 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 talked about that before, just like inf- the information creep and like the, the creation myth. Mm-hmm. But um, he talked about how, uh, and I think Ratchet was the one. Like pe- pe- they were, there was a conversation going on about how Transformers were um, um, immortal, and uh, right. he's like, "No, we're not really immortal. We just uh, we just don't know our limits yet." You know, um, mm. there, but he's like, there is things like information creep and, um, what, what was the, what was the illness that, um, tailgate had, uh, like, um, sparse, sparse, cyberchrosis. Yeah. Something but... like that. Uh, he's like, so there is, there is things like that. And he's like, also we've, you know, been in a war for 10 million years. So, you know, that's how bots die. But he's like, we, we haven't yeah. really tested our limits of, of, uh, of our, uh, immortality. And, uh, and I, mm-hmm. I think that w- that might've been one that he just didn't have time to, to really flesh out. And so he was just wanting gotcha. to kind of throw, throw it out there, but this is the end. Yeah. Oh, um, did, did the, uh, scavengers, scavengers show up in this? I don't remember them at all, but I remember Grimlock. I think they were just, um, like background characters. Yeah. They were kind of hanging out. Um, you know, everybody's splitting up between different ships and. Right, just all fighting together. Oh, yeah, I don't think they necessarily had like a a grand like moment. Yeah, like scavengers assemble moment. Um, but yeah, they were all playing their part as uh, members of the group. So, well, Jim, this is the end of uh, of our Transformers journey. But we're gonna go mm-hmm. to our podcast summit this weekend, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna brainstorm, and we're gonna be back. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I left a, a voicemail uh, for that uh, Bat and Spider. Uh, they were recording on Chuck's birthday, so left a little voicemail for Chuck. Um, Dale uh, introduced us as the Transformers podcast. Hmm. And I was like, eh, you know. Dale. Old Dale. Dale. I, I get that. Uh, we're... Oh, we're yeah. uh, we're 20-some-ish episodes in, and that's been the only thing we've talked about, so I'm not going to fault anybody, but he's not inside our brains. He doesn't know. No. He doesn't know what we're 
we're we're thinking where we're we're going next. That vampire podcast that they do. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we'll we'll be back. We've we've got some uh, some curveballs. Yeah. So uh, the idea, you know, I I guess um, I would love to have some listener feedback on what you even call the 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 format that we're looking for because uh, what we're looking to do is spend some time uh with some long format uh media yeah you know things like reading an obscene quantity of James Roberts Transformers comics um we've tossed around things like uh going through an entire band's discography um you know, going through some movie series. I mean, we can't do Planet of the Apes because uh, Hot Ape Summer is over. Uh, but, you know, taking those deep dives, uh, going on those quests, those journeys. Um, I'm sure somebody else has done it before and came up with a good name. So, please, tell us <laughs> what what you call this thing. Yeah, we, we've, we've talked about um, different movie series. Thank this this wasn't on our list. That's why I'm gonna throw it out there. But think watching every uh, Star Wars movie. It's like nine of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of what we're. We, we might not spend 22 episodes on the next uh, deep dive. Whatever <laughs> we do, maybe we maybe we will. Um, but this this all started because we decided to do a podcast. We said comics question mark, and we were like, yeah. And Jim was like, what's your favorite comic? Or he said. Uh, um, basically we settled on this because I won't shut up about this series, uh, to my <laughs> friends. And so Jim was like, okay, yeah, I'll read it with you, man. And, uh, let's do it. <laughs> so that's, that's how this started. And, uh, man, I'm glad you took the journey with me because, uh, yeah, definitely. I have enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to continue. All of our friends enjoyed it too, because I haven't been talking as much to all of them. About uh, Transformers more than meets the eye every time. Oh, you're looking for a good comic? Okay, well, I got one for you. Um, So, thank you, Jim. Hey, it was my pleasure. Yeah, I uh, I asked Jim what what to do next, and he threw out uh, a suggestion, and I was like, no, I'm just kidding. I don't think think Jim (laughs) has suggested anything, but I told him it was only fair that he could pick. But, so, blame Jim if you don't like the next go-around. (laughs) <laughs> all right uh yeah if, uh if anybody has suggestions of what you call a a long form uh deep dive uh quest podcast i don't know i mean everybody loves a quest that's that's definitely something that we have learned yep. uh from from this yep. um so if anybody has names for what you call this sort of thing, uh, we're going to keep calling ourselves Lost Light Pod because we love the name. Um, but feel free to send us an email, lostlightpod at gmail.com. And, you know, we'll, we'll take any, any uh, information you give us into advisement. Please, suge- suggestions on what to, what to call it. Suge- I mean, suggestions on what to do if, if you love Star Trek Deep Space Nine and want us to go through that, I mean, we'll definitely, definitely add it to the list of possibilities. Uh, <laughs> Man, how about, how long was Deep Space Nine? I don't even know. Um, a good few seasons. I, I actually tried to take that dive not too long ago. Um, I made it through season one, which is apparently like the, okay. the rough part. And I watched every episode of it too. Not, I didn't like, Whew. I'm not saying that I didn't fall asleep during any episode and then just keep going. But, um, I didn't skip any, uh, there was times where I, I typed into my phone, uh, like essential episodes <laughs> to try to try to <laughs> cut that thing down. But, but it just, I, I just found something else, but I think it's like six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 seasons somewhere in there. Well, there's a, there's like a, a magic number for star Trek seasons where it's like the first, I thought it was like the first, the first Star Trek show lasted like seven seasons. And so they kind of go out of their way or they did for a while. Anyway, uh, went out of their way to make sure that every Star Trek show after that had the same number of seasons as the original one. Um, I thought that was a thing. Maybe I'm misremembering it. 
Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I, I don't know because um, I never watched the original. This, this That was uh, not my first trek into Star Trek, but um, mm-hmm. I had got into Star Trek Discovery, which is the current Star Trek show going on right now. And yeah. I, so I wanted to go back, and I just couldn't bring myself to go back all the way to the original. And so I, I remember, um, okay. I'm actually, I said Deep Space Nine. I meant The Next Generation is the <laughs> one that I started watching, the one with uh, Professor Xavier. <laughs> so that that was the one that I I was speaking of a few minutes ago. But uh, yeah, that that one is is tough to to get through. So. <laughs> Uh, at least the yeah, first season, yeah. and, and that's what everyone says. Once you get past the first season, like it's it's actually really good television. But that first season, oof. yeah. Um, I I mean, I I wouldn't be against Next Generation. Um, uh, my freshman year in college, um, it was in syndication, and my roommate and I would watch an episode of Next Generation every night. That was like. Yeah, we were just total nerds. Um, we didn't really go out much. Um, so, like, we would turn on the TV and watch uh, Next Generation late at night. And that's, like, we would go to sleep. I mean, there was some cool episodes in there, too. There was some stinkers, but there, there yeah. was some cool episodes in that first season. Uh, I think Deep Space Nine, when I was doing, like, a little research, that's the one that they say is, like, most not Star Trek of all of, Star Trek of, all of them because... Mm-hmm. They're basically just like guarding a space station. They're not. They're not um, right. voyaging through space. So that yeah. one's that one's like interested me since I I settled on on Next Generation because I love uh, Professor Xavier. But um, Deep Space Nine, <laughs> we should add that to the list too, especially if you've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so uh, Deep Space Nine coming uh, next, <laughs> next week. <No. laughs> All right, Caleb. Uh... I don't. I don't want to end this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, we gotta end this, Caleb. Go ahead. Till all are one. Till all are one. This is a Tape Deck Podcast.